Hey, what's up, everybody? Sports Keto Wrestling. I'm Kevin Kellum. Wow, we have so much content for you right now from SummerSlam week. We have interviews with the following in this podcast. You will hear from Triple H, his big media scrum, where he confirms the future of WWE. He's right with him. Director, and that there are many people sticking around with this vision within WWE. That's coming up. Big E updates us on his condition after suffering a tragic injury this year to his neck. Bianca Belair speaks on making the transition from college sports to the WWE at the WWE tryouts. On top of that, we have one-on-one interviews with the legendary Jimmy Hart. Tommaso Ciampa, excuse me, Ciampa goes off on Logan Paul. Gotta watch the show. Come on, that's yeah, not an answer. that is an answer. That's not an if you asked a question and I answered you, that's an answer, that's right? Answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know it isn't, but that's that's, <laughs> that's how it works. Gotta watch the show. Look, um, th- this is the the longest running stuff on TV. We say it all the time, right? Um, Raw, SmackDown, uh, SummerSlam, just everything that we're doing, right? There are there are a massive pair of shoes to fill that I'm trying in some way to step into, but I do not dream for one second that I can fill those shoes. By myself, it's going to take uh, period, but by myself it's going to take a lot of us. It's going to take a team. It's going to take everybody here to to fill those shoes and continue this on, but we will. We will. The, the, the intent is to continue the legacy of what has been going on, what made me fall in love with this business that he created, and to take it to new levels, to take it beyond where it is now. The only way we're gonna do that is with a team. That's with Steph, that's with Nick Khan, that's with myself, that's with Kevin Dunn, that's with everybody that is here, that is with all this talent. We have the, mo- the greatest, uh, hardest working talent in the world. I have no doubt, no doubt in my mind with this team that we can do it, not a, not a not a, a, a an inkling of doubt um, it's just a lot of hard work and we're all going to grind and we're all going to make it do because we have the greatest fans in the world and we're going to make sure that they get everything they want out of this product and then some how much of a challenge is it for your first week in the job to have this massive tryout today and then SummerSlam tomorrow yeah no that's a challenge yeah b- believe me um, you know in, in uh, I've spent uh, half my time on the ground and half my time in the air in the last few days um you know, we, we finished TV, we, uh, you know, was home for a little bit, flew out here. My kid's birthday's in the middle. Uh, you know, flew out here, came to day one of tryouts when it was over, flew home, had meetings late into the night with uh, with our partners. 
Um, had a board meeting in the morning, flew back here yesterday afternoon, finished the last half of the tryout, uh, was working on the shows all night long, you know, and, and I'm not complaining about it. I love it. Um, and everybody here is working just as hard as I am. Um, you know, like I said, it's going to take all of us to fill a big pair of shoes, but we're hell-bent on doing it. Hope you're doing good as well. Hey, last one, guys. We saw Paul Heyman uh, go quite viral the other day. <laughs> when doesn't Paul Heyman go viral? <laughs> That's a fair point. Uh, big history with creative and developmental experience with him. Is he someone that you'll be incorporating going forward? I want ideas from everybody. I want thoughts from everybody. To me, this is inclusive. And when I, when I say, you know, uh, that goes for the talent. When I say it's going to take all of us, it's going to take all of us. Um, and, and I want that. I, I want, like, look, Paul's one of the best promos in the history of this business. So who better? When I asked him to be a part of this, he was thrilled, right? We, we both joke about the fountain of youth at these things. Paul always does this. Rub it all over me. It's the fountain of youth, right? Um, who better to come here and, and talk about that skill? The, he, Paul has the gift of gab, always has. And, and um, you know, who better to come here and motivate these kids? And, and when I talk about that, you know, the 50-plus the, the athletes that are all amazing athletes, why they were selected to be here um, from the, the, the best of the best collegiately, that's a massive pool. We whittled this down from hundreds to the 50 that you saw here. The difficult part for them is picking up a microphone and standing in front of all these people and... and trying to do what we do. Um, the difference from day one to what they are here today, what you just saw here today um, is, is amazing. It really truly is. And it's a testament to what we can do in this system and what it can do. You look at NXT now and, and the crew that is performing there, some of those people have like 10 matches under their belt. And, and it's been, you know, literally single digit months since the first time they ever stepped through those ropes. That's amazing. It's incredible. It's a crazy level of success that I'm incredibly proud of. This team, um, you know, Matt Bloom, the whole crew here, the, the talent development team, James Kimball, um, across, you know, Sean Hayes with strength and condition, just all of it. What they do here is, is amazing. And then, and then Sean and team getting into NXT and taking that to the next level. Uh, is amazing and, and then even that that stepping in as, as I had to step out and just never missing a beat and running with it is incredible um, and I'm so proud of all of it and, and all of them um, so talk about Heyman I, I want everybody that anybody that wants to be involved when I when I, I look at people who've been through this process and what it takes to get here I look at Biggie and I look at Bianca right Bianca and I were talking about it backstage she was remembering her first time stepping through those ropes to try this same process for us. Um, who better than those people to see what that, that moment and that falling in love with this business can do for them and where it can lead them in their life? Who better to help guide this next gen? Who better to look for that future? Who better to stand in this group and say, look, I can tell you from my point of view, that's something special, right? I want all that involvement and, and, and I, want it, I want to be as open and collaborative as everybody as I can be because it's the way we're going to make this great. Paul, well, can I ask you two questions? I know you have to run. First off, I appreciate you asking. I feel great. Um, you know, gl glitch, glitch in the road. Luckily for me, um, it was caught, right? And and um, it, it took a little bit to get to get over it, to get past it. But I'm past it. I'm over it. I got a clean bill of health. 100. percent I'm very aware of all of it. I'm very aware of really what's important in your life and your family and, and everything else. Um, 
but I love this business. And, uh, you know, for me, I, I approach it a little bit differently now. I, I, I realize there's actually this thing called sleep that every now and then you can get, and it's really helpful. Good, good advice for all of you, right? Like, don't be afraid of sleeping. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm back, I'm 100%, I'm ready to go, and I'm ready to tear through this and try to put on a big pair of shoes. But like I said, can't really feel, but you're gonna, we're all gonna do our best and we're gonna ma make this thing just go to places it's never been before. So considering okay. everything He's that you've been through, do you have a, a new sense of appreciation for the business? Like you could have never imagined being in this spot. Maybe, I, I don't know, maybe you thought you would never be back, right, at some point. So do you just view everything differently? Do you feel that, do you sense that? I have a new appreciation for life. It's precious, it doesn't last long. Embrace it, get everything you can out of it because it doesn't last long. And for everybody, everybody, it can be over in a second, right? So, you know, uh, embrace your family, embrace your friends, tell them you love them, be upfront with it. And, uh, you know, the things that you love to do in life, embrace that, work, work hard because it doesn't last long. You know, my, my career, people ask me about my career, am I sad that I'm done wrestling? No. I, I gave it everything I had. I wrote it till the wheels fell off. That's what you're supposed to do. And, and luckily for me, they told me, hey, you shouldn't do this anymore. Sweet, I'm done. I was wrapping it up anyways. To me, it's it, it, there didn't need to be the perfect out. It needed to be, I wrote it till the wheels fell off. I gave it everything I had, and here I am. Uh, come out the other side. I, I have a passion for this business that has been the same since the first day I ever saw it. And, uh, you know, I can promise everybody out there, I'm going to do everything I have in my power to make this better than they've ever seen before. States champion, a veteran, so I guess that also helps. Look at that belt, that's a beautiful title. Beautiful title. The almighty Bobby Lashley joining us here just ahead of SummerSlam. You have a championship challenge yet again from Theory. This guy's really bothering you for a long time now, huh? Uh, I wouldn't say so much bothering me. I'd say that he's um, taken two biggest steps right now in his career. I mean, I, I, like, I say it all the time. I like him. I like him. I like, I like what he's doing. I mean, when I was young, I used to try to do the same thing. I was going after Booker T. I was going after KBL. I was going after Big Show. I was going after anybody that you go after to make a name for myself. And that's what he's trying to do. He's going after myself. He's going after Drew. He's going after Roman. He's going after Brock. The kid's crazy, but he hasn't set a ball, so you got to get his up. But, um, you know, this weekend is, is another chance for me to teach him a lesson and kind of let him know that I'm taking steps to make it to the top. At one point, I'm still young. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about longevity. You are one of the superstars, and a man of a certain age, um, but you have maintained a physical level of performance that is just not not of the common person of your age. How are you? Not real. Not real. This is real right now. Not a real person. You're not a real person. You, did you just have that or I, you know I I thought about it like after you said you said a birthday I just went 46 and I was like really 46 but I saw another guy that was 46 and I was like holy cow it looks like my dad older than my dad so I was like man this can't be real so I just I don't think I'm a real person I don't like a or something I sent from a different planet so you get cut there's all like metal pieces <laughs> yeah, I think you know the one thing that I do is I Consistency. Consistency is the key. 
Every morning I'm always doing I'm, I'm that guy. I'm that guy that will take a five and get this cardio. And I'm always free. I can always take care of myself. I'm not putting anything bad in my body or anything good. And um, I, I know what I have. And I have kids, so what I try to do is I take care of And a good example is just the hard work that I've been working on myself for so long. I think it was the last time. It didn't work hard, so it's just something that's been in there. When I, when I retire, I'll probably slow down a little bit, but really, when I first started out, I was going hard all the time. And then as I got older, I started kind of doing a lot of different ways. I started kind of taking care of my body and of my body. So I don't work out as hard, I work out smarter than I'm getting the same result. Now, you have experience in combat sports. You've been in the cage with Bellator. Obviously, uh, there's a lot of new stars coming out on the fight game right now. You seem to be dropping WWE names left and right. Um, are any of those provoking your attention at all? You know, I got to ask this question before, and I know a lot of the guys, it's, it's different because what can we use from somebody over there? That's, that's the biggest question. You know, you take somebody like Conor McGregor. Sure, he's got a lot of popularities that are in this, but you can't get in the ring with Reeves. You can't get in the ring with Roman. You can't get in the ring with Rock. It makes sense. It's kind of hard for him. Then you have some of the bigger guys that, that we can possibly use also, like that. You are or Cyril Don or Cormier or some of those guys. But the thing is, they just take a back step to the business. And it's not something that goes on overnight. So are they willing to go to NXT and spend a couple of years down there and learn how to wrestle? It's not, I don't think anybody's such a big name that they could just come over to WWE and then just do it. Now, Ronda was a, was a special You know, I think, I think a, maybe, a, maybe a John Jones could be somebody that has that kind of fan base. Maybe a Cormier can have that kind of a fan base, but I don't think there's too many guys that can just go and step over and just do it. Over there. It's not that easy. Um, there's been some big shakeups in WWE. Everyone's aware of it. You're certainly aware of it. You're a champion of WWE. What do you think is going on with the future of WWE in that broader picture with everything going on? No individual names. No, I mean, people know what's going on. What do you think is a performance? I think we have an amazing talent roster, so I think that it's just going to keep going better, getting better, and, and looking up. I mean, it's not like we're changing so much that it's a whole different organization. I mean, Hunter has been around, Triple H has been around forever, and he has just an amazing mind for the business. And him stepping in that position is, is, a, is, a, is a very positive thing. Look what he did with NXT. Stepping in, these people worked alongside of us the entire time. It's not like NXT is just here, not be a part of the business anymore. Um, we need his mind. We need his tools. We need everything that he, he brought to the business for the last 30, 40 years or more. Um, so it's not like anything's really going to change. It's still going to keep going in the right direction and it's going to keep getting bigger and better. I mean, look at our roster right now. Our roster right now is incredible. Our roster, this week in this SummerSlam, I mean, look at the roster on the SummerSlam. I mean, it's, it's stacked. And that's, and we're, and we're leaving out a whole bunch of people that are superstars. So um, I don't think we're going to move anywhere from straight to the top and going up and keep getting better. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
Tommaso Ciampa, you were involved in a big weekend, SummerSlam weekend. Uh, you've uh, you've aligned yourself with someone I don't think anyone would have expected you to be paired with, and that is yeah. So what do you think? You are in there with the Miz. This is an odd coupling to people on the outside, but why does it make sense for you? Because it seems like you're motivated out there. Yeah, you know, well, one, he's my brother's favorite wrestler, and that carries weight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even kidding. He is. Uh, I like The Miz. Like, I've always been a fan of The Miz. I think it's kind of funny, the false narrative of, like, well, my champa wouldn't relate with The Miz. It's like, well, you don't know your champa then. Like, why would I not like him? He's a dude who's overcome adversity. Like, if there's anything I know about this, there's overcoming adversity. Like, I get it. I get it when the door's shut in your face. He's been thrown out of locker rooms. I've been turned down on tryouts, you know. You go through injuries. You go. It's just he's been doing it. He's in the grind. Like, I don't hate anyone who's gone through the grind. Like, if you go through the grind, I respect that. You know what I'm saying? Like, if he was Logan Paul and I was with him, it'd be weird. That'd be weird to me. Like, why is Champa with Logan Paul? I don't know. He just came here for a cup of coffee and all of a sudden he's on SummerSlam. I don't know why Champa's with him. That doesn't make sense. But with Miz, it's like, come on, man. Two-time Grand Slam champ, like, main event. It's, I don't have to lie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, and he's got sick gear and I get to... To, to use his seamstress for tomorrow, so that's really cool. Are you getting some Miz gear? I'm getting Miz gear, oh. yeah, dude. I'm getting and the, the, it's like super colorful. I saw a glimpse of it, and the, and and my seamstress Jolene, she's like, "Hey, you sure it, it, it's got like pinks in it and stuff?" I was like, "Jolene, whatever he gives you, just make it me." And she's like, "Okay." So yeah, uh, a bedazzled, broken heart. It's gonna be wonderful. I can't wait. Yeah, it's. I'm very excited. You brought up Logan Paul. Um, this is a huge celebrity. This is a guy who's signed now long-term with WWE. But you said he's here for a cup of coffee. He's on SummerSlam. He had a featured match on WrestleMania. You are a guy who's fighting for those, for lack of a better term, spots on the card. Is there resentment there? Yeah, I mean, I think he's a piece of crap. You know, like, uh, I, there's no mixing words about it. Like, great, he's, I get it. He, he's, man, it's hard for me. So even if he was, like, a pro athlete... I'd be like, you know, yeah, he paid his dues in that. You don't consider him a pro athlete. What? I'm just asking. I'm just asking. What, what, pro, what ath? Wait, what athletic? Sure. Which athletic? Which one? Some a people. Boxer? Is that what you mean? Yes. Come on, I would knock him out. Okay. Give me a break. Okay. No, no, I don't. Uh, but like, if, so if you were a pro football player, I'd be like, oh yeah, you paid your dues in that. Hey, I don't discredit his following, and it's way more than mine. Social media impact, amazing. But I don't like I don't know, man. I just no. You don't belong here, and like and until you get on the road and you start taking the bumps and you start paying your dues, no, you don't belong here. Like and if if you can, if you can hang and you can prove you can hang, kudos. But I don't think he can hang. I think he's too soft. We'll find out at SummerSlam. Want to talk to you about this? Everyone knows it. Massive changes in the WWE. The long-term future going in a different direction. Someone you're very familiar with creatively is Triple H. He is now guiding the direction of WWE, and you're on Monday Night Raw, something that is, once again, under his leadership. How do you feel about being a performer and where that vision could apply with you as a performer as well? So I, I feel very much business as usual. And I mean, you control what you control, right? Uh, and that, that's kind of like, that's been my MO. And it's how I applied myself when he was in charge of NXT. Control what you can control. Work your butt off. How do you look? Are you healthy? Are you physically there? Are you mentally there? Are you cutting good promos? Everything else kind of sorts itself. And, you know, and then opportunities come and you make the most of them. You know, you, you got to hit a home run every time you're up at bat. Uh, that worked for me in NXT. 
And I think it was starting to work for me under Vince and Ryan. I don't think anything changed. Now it's Triple H, and I know it works for him just because I've kind of been there and done that. So yeah, it just I just got to keep doing what I'm doing. You know, I don't feel like I need to change much. And then hopefully opportunities just get bigger and bigger as time goes. Now, you know things about Triple H that people may not know and things that he can do. There's a lot of excitement for him taking over in this role. Uh, is there excitement in the locker room for it as well? Uh, excitement, I think, right? Change usually sparks excitement. Um, each person's probably got their own views and opinions on it. For me, I like the idea of uh, every time we talk, he, we have a similar approach to the business, and we both appreciate stories. And I'm hoping that we get to tell some really good stories. That'd be my one takeaway on it. Hopefully that happens. Uh, but man, I don't think change is going to happen overnight. You know, it's, 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 it's going to there's an evolution to all of this. There's a, a lot of dominoes in play. So I just feel like it's a wait and see approach. The cool thing is 20 or so years from now, when we look back at this time, it's going to be like, there was a shift. And I get to be on the inside of the shift. So that, for me, that's the cool, that's the excitement part. It's like, oh, this has never been done before. Like Vince has never not been in the picture. So there's just the excitement of the unknown. So that, that part is cool. Let's talk about the business of Tommaso Ciampa. It is kicking ass. It is hurting people. We've seen it from the independents. I saw it in the Midwest with AAW. I saw it uh, when you came in in NXT, and now you're doing on Monday Night Raw. You're targeting people. You're, you're, you're picking out specific people and going after them. It's a very calculated maneuver. What is this new approach, or is this just what you've always been doing, and where do you think it's going to lead to you on Monday Night Raw now? What, what's next for you? Well, the, you know, to be honest, the simple thing with Raw is it gets way more eyes than NXT. And I, I learned really fast that the people who know me from that maybe make up a small percentage of this new audience. And we just have to get this new audience familiar with me and to tra you know, train them to know who Champa is. So it's just a matter of just finding an opportunity and trying to find an opportunity. And Miz then, then took attention to it, he noticed it. And the good thing about that is a lot of eyes are on Miz and a lot of eyes are on Logan Paul. And if I'm in that company, a lot of eyes are on me. You know what? I just saw it Monday with Raw Talk. I, I don't get that Raw Talk opportunity if I'm not by Miz, who's talking about Logan Paul. Mm -hmm. It doesn't happen. So it's just, you basically just say, oh, you guys have eyeballs on you. Let me insert myself. Let me get a little bit of that. Because that's all I need. I just need to get the ball rolling. And once the ball gets rolling, I can handle it all myself. It's just a matter of getting the ball rolling. Tommaso Ciampa, he's here. If you like this, jump into the comments below and let us know. now in three two and he joins me right now one of the members of judgment day damian priest is here damian how you doing i'm fantastic how are you i'm good man well first of all look at the suit game suit game's off the charts right now have you have you always been a debonair dresser uh not always but uh, you know i you, you could always learn something new right so uh these days you know representing the company representing the judgment day um i figured it's time to you know dapper up a little bit I like it. I like it. It, su it suits you. No pun intended, I guess. Um, we're here SummerSlam weekend, of course, Nashville, Tennessee. You have a big match coming up against the Mysterios, yourself, Finn Balor, Judgment Day. How do you feel about just being in there with not only Dominic, who's on his way up, but the legend that is Rey Mysterio? Well, that's it. Being in there with the legend, right? You know, around his 20th anniversary, SummerSlam in a stadium, 
talk about perfect timing. Um, so for me, being there with another Hispanic like legend, you know, and from someone like me who looked up to him and all he accomplished in representing our heritage, it's it's a big deal, you know, because I get to do that now where I got fans thanking me for representing. And that doesn't happen without someone like Rey Mysterio. So it's it's special. You know, I mean, you had kind of back-to-back big WrestleMania moments, right? Going back to the match with Bad Bunny, which you want to talk about, guy who's worldwide known. Yeah. Uh, I mean, has this, the song Booker T, and then here you coming out tagging with him. Then to this last WrestleMania, where you interject yourself in what was kind of the dream match for a lot of fans, right? Edge versus AJ Styles. When you got the, uh, the call, I guess, when you got word that you're going to be aligning with Edge at WrestleMania, uh, you seem to be somebody who really appreciates the history of this industry. Edge is a living legend. How did that make you feel? Oh, it was insane. You know, when I, first of all, when Edge contacted me about the idea of the Judgment Day, and then we started going back and forth about, you know, what is it going to be about? Who can we recruit? And all of it. And then, hey, you know, maybe next week we start. Maybe the following week. And then it was like, you know what? Let's start a mania. And I was like, are you kidding me? I was like, that's where you do it. Like, that's, like, I, I'm somebody who's very in tune with what's happening. Like, I, I know exactly how big this moment is. Um, just like I know how big the moment is at SummerSlam being in the ring with Rey Mysterio, you know. Um, and I'm appreciative of it. So, yeah, that was, it was huge. I mean, all I did was come out there and stand by him and cause a little distraction. And I was just as nervous as, as I was the year before when I had to team with Bad Bunny, you know. Like, it's, it's exciting, you know, because like, I know how big of a moment that is. And, you know, like, we're talking about it. So that, that's, right. that's, what, that's all we want is to do things that people don't forget and they, they speak about with like, these, mo- these special moments. And WrestleMania, Edge, I mean, that's, that's a moment. I mean, it was incredible. Now, you say that you and Edge were going back and forth talking about Judgment Day, people who could be in it. Were there any names that were floated that we haven't seen join the collective you want to share with us? I mean, there's, there's a lot. I mean, we, we, we go across the board, you know. Like, for me, I, I was always big, like, let's get Drew McIntyre, you know. Let's see if we could recruit that guy. You know, unfortunately, he was on SmackDown. And then, you know, that, that, was, that was my number one. You know, obviously, everybody knows my background with uh, relationship with Riddle. So that was also there, you know, but he was doing his thing with Randy. So you kind of I let, let him be. But th- those are two of the first names that came to mind that we had talked about. And there were others. But, you know, I think there's always room for, you know, there's always spots. You know, like the Judgment Day is not a three necessarily a three person thing. You know, there's always room to grow now. So I don't want to say too many names because we might want to recruit them in the future. Right. So but those those are the main ones that came to mind at first. Now, again, you're going into SummerSlam against the Mysterios. You had also a big moment just a few days ago. Madison Square Garden, the world's most famous arena. Rey Mysterio celebrating 20 years in this industry. And, uh, I mean, you kind of put a little, I don't know, say you rained on his parade? Is that how you could say it? I had a great time at a celebration. <laughs> I had a, a phenomenal time. Yeah, the best party, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, and, again, the garden, you know, where I went to so many events as a kid, you know, where I really developed a love for, like, I have to do this with my life. You know, so going back there, working with somebody like Ray on his, you know, anniversary party, uh, it was a special night. And then, yeah, doing what I did is, again, creating a moment. And uh, this is what it's about, and I, I had a, I really did have a great night. <laughs> 
Now, um, our main event at SummerSlam is World Championship, the, the undisputed WWE Universal Championship, last man standing, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns. When you talk about guys who are physically imposing, those are the two guys that come to the top of the list in WWE, but yourself is included in that. You're one of the bigger guys on the roster. You stack up well against those. Um, say Brock Lesnar were to come out and say, I want to go one-on-one -on -one with Damian Priest. What could we see in a match like that? Oh, some serious action, some some blows, and we're going to throw some haymakers, you know, like so you adapt to your opponent, right? Um, so I'm not going to wrestle or square up against someone like Brock or Roman the same way I would Rey Mysterio or, you know, when I was against AJ Styles from Balor. You know, if you can see like the matches I had with Sheamus and Drew McIntyre himself and, you know, guys like that. You know, when I when I stepped to Bobby Lashley last year, you know, there was a different uh, intensity. You know, because they're more physically imposing. So if I was to square up with them, yeah, it'd be, it'd be one of those, you know, where I'm, okay, we're fighting. We're not wrestling, we're fighting, you know. And, I like it. Yeah, and, you know, I hopefully one day they'll decide to do that because, you know, as great as this match and everybody's looking forward to it, it's funny, neither one of them stepped in the ring with me. Are they scared of the Judgment Day? Is that what you're saying? Are they scared of Damian Priest? I don't think they're, they're necessarily scared, but... You know, I don't know. Maybe there's something like, uh, we don't need to go that way yet, you know, and there may be a reason for that. All right. well, there might be a reason for it, but we will find out what happens with Damien Priest on SummerSlam against the Mysterios, the Judgment Day. Really appreciate you joining us. My Thanks pleasure. so much. Thanks. Awesome. means a lot to me you know just walking in today uh just brings back so many memories for me uh my first try was actually in front of fans as well at the arnold classic so i know what it's like to be in their shoes you know be here not really know what to expect and you know all i can say is it's just very exciting to know that there's some future wrestlemania main eventers here and and maybe i was here to witness their very first time stepping in the ring Bianca, what makes SummerSlam so special to your heart? You've had amazing WrestleMania moments, but there's so much legacy and history with SummerSlam. What does SummerSlam mean to you? Uh, you know, SummerSlam, for me, this year, is just really writing that final chapter in my SummerSlam book. You know, everyone knows the history from last year, losing my title to Becky Lynch in 26 seconds. Uh, that pin was one of the lowest moments in my career. It affected me so much that I've made sure to not get pinned since. So it's been a whole year. Um, for me, it's even more special. It's in Tennessee, my home state, so my family's going to be there. I know the feelings they had last year when I lost, so I just wanted to give them a great feeling, and all my fans as well. Uh, and it's just special. Even being in this building, this was a building that I came to with my mom and my grandmother as a little kid because my mom's from Nashville, Tennessee. So it feels like a homecoming, and I just want to bring it full circle at SummerSlam this year. So do you think Nashville then, as you said, home state? It's the best place to have the biggest party of the summer? I would say so. It's going to be a big party this year at SummerSlam, especially for me. It feels like a family reunion and a homecoming, so I'm ready to celebrate. Bianca, how do you feel that Triple H now heading up creative? You've worked with NXT. He's going to be heading up Raw and SmackDown. Do you think we're going to see some changes? Um, I'm very excited for you know Triple H to be in, uh, in control creatively. You know, I was working with him in NXT, that's my home. Uh, he was the very first person that gave me words of confirmation that you know, I was born to do this and he was the very first person that had faith in me, faith in me and put me on the big stage, starting with the Mae Young Classic. So he's been there since the very beginning. He's, he was there when I won the Royal Rumble, when I made even at WrestleMania. So it's exciting to see, um, you know, see him here and know that he's gonna be here for the future. Uh, and I'm just excited for it. 
Bianca, you will face Becky Lynch tomorrow night at SummerSlam. Um, one year ago at SummerSlam, we all know what happened. <laughs> From an athletic standpoint, what, how do you feel about this match and Becky Lynch and, and yourself? I'm excited about the match. You know, I'm just looking to continue this uh, redemption story, close this final chapter, um, and do it in front of my fans, in front of my family. You, you know, I don't want to have my my SummerSlam memories uh, just low moments. I want to have high moments as well. So I have a lot of respect for Becky um, inside the ring, outside the ring as a competitor, but I'm looking to walk out as Raw Miss Champion. So is the goal to beat her in 25 seconds? <laughs> you know, the goal is to just win. If I have to win in 26 seconds or in half the time in 13 seconds or in 33 minutes, however long it takes, the goal is just to win and walk out as Raw Miss Champion. All right, thanks everybody. Awesome. Yeah, Thank you. Uh, good. I feel good. I feel normal, healthy. Feels good to be out and about. I've been in, stuck in the house for a bit, but I'm out. Yeah. How severe is it for you to see people cut promos just having started? Let's bring back memories. Yeah, very much so, because this was me. And especially they told me the average age was 23. I was 23 in 2009 when I got signed. And I can't believe that 13 years has flown by. But uh, the reason I wanted to be here and to be a part of this is because I resonate so much with being in their position as a former college football player, trying to figure out life, like what's next? And uh, this opportunity changed my life. So I wanted to be here to take a look and uh, help support. Could you see yourself becoming a coach for WWE? Uh, uh, I'd like to help in some capacity. I don't know. So I like, I see people like Norman Smiley, people who have a ton more wrestling knowledge than I do. I know how to wrestle for me. I don't know how to teach people to wrestle. Like, I'm, I'm an adequate worker. I'm, you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not one to teach people. But uh, if I can help out in other ways, uh, I'd definitely be open to it. Given everything that's happened, how important was it for you to be here in this environment this weekend in your recovery? Uh, no, it was cool, man. I honestly just, uh, I miss my friends. Like Seth and Becky just stopped by to say hello. And I, uh, that's, you know, those sweethearts. Uh, man, it's just, we're a traveling circus. And I spend so much of my life doing this around these people. And uh, it's just cool to be back in the company and, and uh, to be around. Feels good. Biggie, it's great to see you here after quite some time. Uh, the Indian fans have been desperately uh, missing you. Uh, what we all want to know is that uh, which match are you looking most forward to at SummerSlam uh, tomorrow night? Oh, uh, man, I'm such a big fan of the Street Profits and the Usos. And I know those guys. It's not a fresh matchup per se. But uh, those guys, I think, are really going to rise to the occasion. So I'm really excited to see what they do. Hey, Biggie, uh, Last the question. is one of the greatest trios uh, in all of WWE history. How do you feel about WWE possibly introducing trios types? I'd love that. I'd love to see more factions. I'd love to see, like, you know, I don't want trios titles to come out and not have the three-man groups already in place. But I'd love to see that, man. I'm, just a, I'm a big fan of factions, and uh, I think it'd be really dope. Big fan. Cool. Thank you, everybody. E, thank you. And he joins us right now here at the Summer Slam Press Junket. He is the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, the Hall of Famer. Thank you, Brad. This is great. Great to be at SummerSlam this year, huh? It's great to be at SummerSlam, and it's here in Tennessee, which is a place I know that you're very familiar with. We're, we're down the road from Memphis, aren't we? You know what? Memphis, Tennessee was our territory many, many years ago, Memphis Championship Wrestling. But every Saturday morning, we do live TV in Memphis, and then every Saturday night... Um, We'd come right up here to uh, do our wrestling right here at the fairgrounds. Right. I mean, Memphis, Tennessee, of course, legendary music town, too. And you're the music man, the, the Gentries, right? The back in the day, he was talking about my group, the Gentries. We had a million-seller record back in 1965. 
I was so lucky. I got to cut over at Sun Studio. I got to meet Elvis Presley. I got to meet Jerry Lewis. I got to meet, I can't say Johnny Cash. A lot of people say Jimmy Hart's lips are moving his line, so I'm not going <laughs> to tell a lie on that. But uh, it was just a great Air Force back then. Yeah, I mean, it's incredible. I mean, working with all that talent, then going to the wrestling, and you've worked with every major name in the history of this industry. Now here we are at SummerSlam. What does it mean for SummerSlam to be here in Tennessee? It is unbelievable. You know, we got music here. Uh, you know, Music Row is wide open, tons of tourists in town, and it looks like SummerSlam is going to be bigger and better than ever. Going back to the music thing for a second, because you also compose so many iconic themes in professional wrestling history. Is there one that stands out for you as this is the one that I am the most proud of? Well, the one that's got the most airplay is Shawn Michaels' Sexy Boy on Spotify. I just saw the other day 10,200,000 plays on Spotify. But one of my favorites was the Rougeau Brothers. Remember, we don't like heavy metal. We don't like rock and roll. All we like to listen to is Barry Manilow. Hey, <laughs> but I always like that one for some reason. <laughs> well, now here you are still with the company all these years later being able to be a, a mouthpiece like you've always been how is it how is it for you working in this capacity now with the wwe well you know i really love it because you know i watch of course nxt on tuesday night i watch smackdown on fridays and i watch uh, raw on mondays of course so i'm able to watch all the talent as it kind of grows up and, and gets better and better and better year after year after year and so like i said it's it's kind of like it's kind of like when we first started, you know, we had territories back then. They don't have territories now, so it's hard for some of these younger talent to really get their kind of feet under their, you know, under them and, and really get out there. So I have a lot of time watching, a lot of fun watching them and everything. One of my favorites was always, I used to see her on NXT with Bianca Belair. And I kept telling everybody, I'm going, this girl's going to be a star. She reminds me of Left Eye Lopez and TLC, but still there's something about her. She was entertaining when she came out and she, her interviews were great too. And now she's a champ. Look at that. And a TLC reference from Jimmy Hart, something I didn't expect at this very moment in time, I'll be honest with you. Um, but when we look at the SummerSlam card, you, you talk about Bianca Belair. She's a mega talent. We all know that. There's so many other great, talented people on the card. But who is somebody that stands out to you? You've stood next to Hulk Hogan. You've stood next to the greatest names in the history of this industry. Who stands out to you on today's roster where you say, when 20 years from now, that's the guy or that's the girl they're talking about? Well, you know what? I think everybody's great because if not, they wouldn't be in the WWE. But let me just tell you this. I think this Logan Paul kid has something special. He's got a big following, number one, but I like his interviews are good, and he's very theatric when he comes out. You know, he talks with his hands, and he comes to the ring with enthusiasm and excitement. So I think he's going to be great for us. I, I actually wholly agree with you on that one. Now, going back to SummerSlam, WWE, there's been some changes as of late everybody knows about. Now Triple H is going to be the creative vision for the company moving forward. How do you feel about Triple H and his capacity to do this job moving forward? Well, he's pretty smart. I got to hand that to him because, look, he made a lot of money for himself, you know, like uh, some of his matches were classics back in the day. Uh, and, you know, he ain't got a bad partner with him, too, with Stephanie. You know what? Stephanie, uh, she's been around the business so many years, so, you know, a lot of that's rubbed off on her. So I just think I've always said two sticks are harder to break than one. So I think both of them together is going to be tremendous. I agree with you. Now, this, is go this question is going to be for selfish purposes. I've hosted a radio show with Booker T for the last 10 years, the Hall of Fame legend Booker T himself. Do you have a great Booker T story that I can embarrass him with? You know what? I really don't, and I'll tell you why. Because Booker T was so important. At one time, Eric Bischoff, for about six months before we closed down, gave me the Saturday night show. Nobody wanted it. And uh, 
I'd always go to Booker T and them and his partner, Stevie Ray, and I'd say, can y'all work on Saturday night? No matter how much they were on the road or anything, they never turned us down for that. So that Booker T and, and Stevie, I'll always be so grateful for that. Thank you so much. And we were doing great ratings. We were 2-1 ratings back then, 2-1, two, 2-3. Two, People would kill for that now. Oh, my gosh, it's unbelievable. But because of them, and they were so important, they were so good. And I remember one time Hulk told me, he goes, man, I like this Harlem Heat. These kids are good. And I think he went to Eric and told Eric, he said, Harlem Heat should be the next team you should push. And I agreed with him. I went, you're right on that, baby. <laughs> now, our main event of SummerSlam is, of course, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, last man standing for the Universal Championship. Just your quick prediction on that one. I think the key to that match is going to lie with Paul Heyman. Is Paul Heyman going to be true to Roman Reigns? Or is he going to do the flippy and join back with his old guy, Brock Lesnar? So that's who I'm watching. I'm watching to see what Paul Heyman's going to do. Well, we will find out. This is the Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, the Hall of Famer, SummerSlam Sports Keto Wrestling. Thank you so much, sir. Yeah, thank you. Thanks so much. Thank you, Jimmy. Appreciate it.